This year, build your credit history with the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa Credit Card. No credit checks to apply. Get started at Chime.com build. The Chime Credit Builder Visa Credit Card is issued by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Chime checking account and 200 qualifying direct deposit required to apply. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Wednesday night, you know what that means. It means you're locked and loaded here with the Wrestling Inc. podcast to talk all things AEW Dynamite and talk the top news headlines and talk whatever shenanigans and banter comes about. I'm Justin Labar coming to you from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, being joined by my normal Wednesday crew back together. Wait, reunited and it feels so good. My normal Wednesday night crew, north of the border, Toronto, Ontario, Canada. This man has refereed for over 20-plus years at WWE. This man has refereed an Undertaker WrestleMania match. This man is the Greek mystique. This man made counting three, two, three, cooler than Sesame Street ever could. He is the one, the only, Jimmy Corderas. Jimmy, good evening. Oh, like I said, these introductions are getting incredible, more incredible every week. And uh, better than Sesame Street? Now that's Yeah, 1,000%. 
One thousand. Saying something. You may. Well, you, may thank count you. In, you may count into three. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Fun. Yeah, true story. You, I, I help teach both my kids how to count to three by showing them tapes of Jimmy Cordero. He's, he's he's like a proud godfather in that, in that respect. Wow. Rounding out our trios championship, coming to us down from the beautiful island of Puerto Rico. She is the spiciest thing south of Miami. She is sassy. She is smart. She is always entertaining. She is the one, the only NYC Demon Diva Issa. Good evening, milady. Good evening, Justin. You you are the best. I have hired you as a, as a wingman. You really are the best with the intros. Doing, doing what I can. Got to set the tone. That's what we got to do here. Set the tone here as it is 10-17 uh, p.m. Eastern time if you are watching with us live. If you're watching later, if you're listening later, I just got to put you in the context of what it is here. I've had a long but fun day. We had our busted open busties earlier uh, this evening, which was a blast coming from the NYC uh, Sirius XM studios. Wade Barrett, uh, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Dom Mysterio, Don Callis, uh, a hell of a, a list there. So had that, had a lot of other business. So I'm, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm like, I'm running on adrenaline. So I just got to put people in the context here. And I'm happy to be back with you two, talk wrestling, running on adrenaline. Holidays are just a few days away here for Christmas, so that's 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 that's, that's the feeling I got. If you can't get with it, then uh, then move on. Hmm. All right, let's talk about some news headlines before we get into dynamite tonight. First off, this one coming uh, today, coming this evening, uh, it was posted in the four o'clock hour. A story that we know is interesting, but we don't know why. <laughs> we don't know what it means. And the story is this: it is that uh, there's a report from Axios that Warner Brothers Discovery, who currently is the distribution of AEW, Warner Brothers Discovery is currently in talks to merge with Paramount Global. Supposedly, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO, David Zaslov, we've heard his name a lot if you're a wrestling fan. He's one who's been known to be a big fan of CM Punk, which brings about interesting you know, rumors of Warner Brothers potentially in WWE. Uh, supposedly, Zaslov has met with Bob uh, Bakish, Backish, no, Backish, excuse me. He's a CEO for Paramount, and they are working on negotiating this merger. Now, mergers are not anything new. We've seen a lot of it happen in the TV industry, especially with uh, streaming uh, taking a stronghold in the last couple years. So, Issa, we know these chess pieces are being moved around the board means something as it relates potentially to AEW's future, and they, they need to get their TV deal renewed. We've been hearing a lot of rumblings that maybe Warner Brothers Discovery has interest in WWE Raw, especially now with the return of CM Punk. So we know these chess pieces matter, but what, but them merging with Paramount, does that mean one thing or another to any wrestling company? I don't know. Do you make anything of this at all? Not really. I mean, I'm not an expert in this kind of area. I do know that Paramount Plus, it is um, associated with other networks. Like I believe they have MTV, um, CBS. So there's maybe Viacom, yeah. Possibility, right? There's a possibility of this of, of maybe this company being able to be seen in a bigger um, platform. But I'm I'm not too sure what it would all mean for the company that we do end up seeing signing with uh, with them. Yeah, Jimmy. Um, again, chess pieces being moved around here. So again, that's why it has all of our attention. But, uh, I mean, I, but I, I guess it's too early to tell, huh? What this is exactly going to mean. That's, that's the big thing. It is too early to tell because right now they're in the, what seems to be the early negotiation stages, just getting, they're feeling each other out is what it sounds like. At least, you know, from what I've read, I obviously I'm not there in the meeting, so I don't know exactly what's being said, but it feels, it feels like all parties are feeling each other out. And you talk about, uh, distribution of the product 
you know, when they do merge, there is opportunities to expand the product in different avenues. And that's the big thing. And, you know, uh, the only problem with WWE, let's say, let's say they were to make a deal with, uh, you know, Warren Brothers Discovery and, and the, the merged company. Uh, you know, people get used to tuning into USA on Monday nights. You know, they will eventually get on board and get back on track if they want to watch. That's not the problem. The problem is, will the new company be as invested as the old company that they were with? Right. Yeah. It, it, great point. Um, yeah, that, that is a great point. And another note that's in this uh, report uh, about this uh, be- believed merger to be happening is it notes that if this merger does complete uh, between Warner Brothers Discovery and all their assets and property and Paramount and all their assets and property, it would make one of the largest conglomerates in America, you know, at this point, at that point, it would be rivaling Disney in terms of, uh, you know, when you're talking totality of assets. So something definitely to watch, man. 2024 just is, it's just lining up to be uh, an insane, insane year for us. Yep. Agreed. All right. Uh, another piece of news to take a look at here on Wrestling Inc. is uh, more backstage details on MJF's AEW contract. Of course, we he's been telling us for years that on January 1, 2024, his deal is done. Uh, he kind of doubled down on it and on a I think it was a Sports Illustrated interview maybe earlier this mm-hmm. week that, that he's not lied, that he's that that's still true. Um, House of Wrestling with Nick House has since followed up uh, and has talked to several individuals in WWE uh, with their reaction. One higher up source telling uh, Nick that uh, reiterating that, that this is all storyline that is kind of believed that MJF is locked in, has signed a new contract, did so last year in 2022 before returning as the devil. Um, so, you know, and another another source also goes on to tell House of Wrestling that uh, there's been zero talks between MJF and WWE, uh, despite MJF mentioned in his latest interview that he'd be assessing his options once uh, the December 30th pay-per-view is done and January 1 comes. So, uh, Jimmy, we, 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 we've touched on this several times <clears throat> uh, over the past few months of it's hard to it's hard to fathom that Tony Khan hasn't got ink to paper with MJF, given MJF's the center of his television show and as a world champion. Um, but MJF is trying to at least uphold the belief and the narrative that he's a free agent, supposedly. Um, I don't know why necessarily he'd say that if there's no reason to even there's no reason to even ha- try to have leverage and have numbers be thrown out there. If you truly are signed at this point, I would just say sign, just say you're signed, but he's saying he's not. I've pointed out that every single poster AEW's put out in 2024 has no mm-hmm. sighting of MJF on it. I don't know if that's a storyline thing. If it's a storyline thing, it's a storyline thing that's costing them potentially ticket sales because he's not on your poster. Uh, what, what, what do you, I mean, you've, you've lived this business. You've seen mm-hmm. contract negotiations come up. What's your gut tell you right now with MJF? My gut tells me, and I'll get into it more as we talk about the show tonight, that I think this is a great job of MJF working everybody, including the uh, the uh, the SI people who he did the interview with. You know, I, I you know, back in the day, it, even when you did the out of character, so to speak, interviews with some of the major. Uh, organizations, uh, news organizations out there, sports news organizations, you still, to some degree, kept that curtain drawn a little bit. You didn't, you didn't give away the store. Let's put it, let's put it that way. You gave them little tidbits, but at the same time, you, you, the big deals were the big deals. And this sounds like a big deal. And as we'll talk about later, 
it just seems like he's a big focal part of the program right now. And would you put that much television, invest that much television time into someone you weren't certain was going to be with you in two weeks or less than two weeks? Yeah, Issa, I mean, obviously, uh, two days prior to this January 1, he had we have this big World's End pay-per-view where it looks like everything is, and that was a theme of much of tonight's show, everything is on a collision course to, you know, with MJF, with 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 his with his title match with with Samoa Joe, with all this devil nonsense, it feels like we're going to get a lot of answers, uh, and it feels like it could be a, a night that could be booked to where MJ, where it could be MJF's last night if they needed to book it that way based upon how it's going to go. But then we also see what we're talking about tonight. We see a backstage thing with Swerve. So, I, like, what what do you think? What do you think that he truly is still a free agent come January one, or has him and Tony Khan just been having a nice bit of fun with all this? It's funny that you bring this up because when I first read the report, I was like, oh, that's Cap. Like, I called BS immediately. I was like, this guy's resigned and they're working a storyline. But then I sat down and I thought about how Cody Rhodes was out there with the TNT championship and negotiating a contract. We have heard from Moxley that he was AEW world champion when he wasn't technically under contract and they lost Jay Cargill in a matter of a week. So there's a part of me that says history. I mean, you would think that they have learned their lesson, but there's a part of me that knows that AEW has let people run out of their contract and still be in the process of negotiating. So I actually really feel very 50-50 about it. But if I'm TK, I think MJF is the name that I would want to secure forever, and I would have grabbed him and re-signed him a long time ago. Yeah, I mean, and also let's uh, something else I didn't bring up here that's relevant to the conversation uh, Cody Rhodes in an interview so that that in the past week I forget who I'm, I apologize that I can't source it but I'm just calling all of this a memory here Cody Rhodes did an interview where he basically said he still talks to MJF they're still friends he talks on a regular basis very happy for MJF's success and Cody Rhodes believes that one day MJF will find his way to WWE now that's you know I, I mean Cody you know Cody grew up in this business he knows when he says that it's going to it's going to generate conversation. So I thought that was an interesting choice for old Cody Rhodes to choose. Yes. And the, the little, you know, you talk about the little things he said, like you said, he said one day. And as remember, people forget, and I forget too, sometimes how young MJF is in a business where he can take this, uh, you know, uh, you know, God willing, he doesn't get injured and, you know, and, and costs his, uh, himself a career. I, I hate that. I don't want to even jinx it, but, but you know what I'm trying to say? Uh, stay away from any uh, unforeseen circumstances. And, and I think as well, one day you may just see him there, but I don't think January 1st is the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if he did in fact sign in 2022, obviously in that time period, you know, we've had back and forth with WWE of, you know, Triple H in charge, Vince back in the fold, this and that. Uh, but in the last, you know, in the last six months, especially in the last three since the merger officially happened, it's been very clear by the WWE product and business that Vince is not involved in the day-to-day creative. He, you know, he's there at a high level with the board for certain situations, but he's, you know, this is truly Triple H's show, and this truly is the best WWE creative has been in a long, long time. So if they did not get, if Tony Khan did not get MJF signed over a year ago, and at this moment in time, MJF is still a free agent, Looking at what, looking at the way WWE is trending, and looking at the way AEW is trending with things, um, I that 
that's not that's not a that's not a fight that I'd want to be in with if I'm Tony Khan. Uh, in terms no. of- Ma- and and if it were to happen, major, it would be a massive blow that people just don't. And it would be much of the same. Now, now, granted, obviously, CM Punk was in WWE before he was in AEW, but it would be potentially, potentially, if, if MJF truly is a free agent and could sign with WWE and could show up at the Rumble or could show up night after Mania, there would be similarities in the sense of uh, AEW does not own the MJF name, so he'd be able to keep the same name and image and, and on the entire gimmick. I am pretty sure mjf that is that entrance music he owns that entrance music he, he had that created and used that prior to aew so what i'm getting at is where fans that have been seeing cm punk over the last few years in aew coming out best in the world to cult of personality and then they got to see yeah. it all just all just happen flawlessly and by surprise the survivor series that same presentation would be able to happen for mjf he would be able to keep the same name have the same music it, it, so it would be the same kind of situation yeah where he, he he'll know. be able to put putting roles the difference here is that that will be a pillar. This is an AEW original homegrown that they will be using, and that that will be insane if that will happen. But again, history will show us that they let this contract go all the way before they they are able to figure it out. But I will hope that NJF is what makes a difference and that he's secured in, in AEW. I, if I'm Tony Khan, I would I will make sure that he's happy. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a wild time here in the next few weeks. And then, of course, all of 2024 to talk about uh, World's End December 30th, which is much of what tonight's show builds towards. Uh, that's Saturday, December 30th. And then uh, uh, the next day, Sunday, New Year's Eve, uh, I will be live on Sirius XM Radio for Busted Open for a Sunday morning show. Uh, I, I suspect we will have a lot to uh, to to talk about. So Hopefully we find out who the devil is. I'm assuming that will be the reveal. How long can you stretch this out? Till? I, I don't think you can go much more and it still right. matter. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we'll give we'll give our theories on the devil here in a little bit once we get to it. Let's kick off dynamite in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, and we start off with uh, 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 more Continental Classic matches here in this tournament. As Swerve Strickland with his nine points up against Roosh with his six points. Uh, these two men each having uh, parts of their body taped up and targeting those body parts. Uh, for Roosh, he's got his leg taped up, so Swerve's going after that. Roosh is going after Swerve's shoulder, which is taped up. Uh, 15 minutes into the match, I know Jimmy loves this. Swerve hits a 450. It's a burning hammer 450. Hits a 450 on Roosh. Roosh kicks out at one. The crowd proceeds to chant, holy shit. I chanted holy shit also, but for a different reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then just a few seconds later, Swerve eventually is going to hit his Swerve stomp and get the victory. So Swerve uh, advances to 12 points, uh, which is going to be a key number on his side of the bracket for the Continental Classic. Jimmy, your thoughts on this opener aside from the... Uh, quick yeah. kick out. What did you think of this match? Take out that quick kick out after that uh, devastating 450, and I enjoyed the match. It made they, they took their time. They're telling a story. They sold. You know what I mean? The, the, like you said, uh, swerve in the shoulder and and uh, and Roosh with the leg, and it, it made sense. They told a nice little story. Uh, other than the kick out, I thought it was fine. A very enjoyable match. Issa, uh, you swerve when you drive. Uh, what's your thought of this opening match here with Swerve? <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. I keep telling you guys every week, and he just keeps growing and growing on me. Swerve is really just killing it right now. And we'll get to his interaction later. But when he had that interaction with NJF, that's when I was like, yeah, he is at the main event level at this point. And this tournament has really done a lot of good for him. With And, and I'm 
again, I don't want to jump ahead, but I'm a fan of how this all ended up with this with this tie and and the blue bracket also feels like nobody knows what's going on or who's going to win and we keep getting these banger matches every week and this was one of them wasn't my favorite of the night but definitely a solid opener and the right person won and i think this really did a lot of good stuff for rush i thought rush had a great showing in all of his matches yeah solid opener aside from the uh the, the kick out as we noted uh so swerve not the last we're going to see of him so stay tuned if you did not yeah. see dynamite uh, you are not going to want to miss us talk about uh, where Swerve popped up later in the night. Uh, backstage, we go to Chris Jericho, who he uh, very honestly and earnestly addresses the fact that the Golden Jets, uh, he and Kenny Omega, will not, in fact, get to have a, a match, a tag team match at uh, World's End as it was promoted the week prior. That because uh, if you look at Kenny Omega's social, he announced late last week that he is in the hospital uh, dealing with the effects of diverticulitis. And it is unknown for how long he is going to be out for. Uh, if you uh, want a little bit of, of a recall in history with pro wrestling, diverticulitis is the um, is what Brock Lesnar dealt with when he was fighting in the UFC. Did not deal, not did not know he was dealing with it. Was still fighting at a high level in the UFC. Yeah, Brock got caught very late. I'm hoping that Kenny's got mm. caught a lot earlier because Brock almost died. Yeah, um, so that, that so the diverticulitis does have some some familiarity to uh, pro wrestling and MMA fans. Uh, so nothing to be messed with. So it, Kenny's health, not 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 known how long he could be out for. He's out indefinitely. Uh, Jericho again um, noting that Kenny's health is the most important thing, and that whenever he is yes. healthy, of course, he'll be welcome back to AEW. So real quick, we we haven't got to talk about this. This did happen late last week uh, with Kenny coming to this on social, uh, and apparently Kenny's been dealing with not feeling 100, percent but he was trying to tough it through for the company working Ethan Page in collision, you know, coming out, cutting that promo last week. And he did not seem like he was all there in that promo any which ways. That kind of puts now some perspective of, of God, how much pain he might have been dealing with. Uh, Issa, um, again, not to make this doom and gloom, but AEW, but, you know, obviously Adam Cole's injured. You know, we haven't seen much of Britt Baker, word on the street, as she's been dealing with some health. Um, you know, the young bucks are taking some, at least on-screen time off to kind of reset uh, yeah, obviously we'll also CM Punk. We've just talked about MJF's a big question mark. This is just not the time to not have. It's never a good time to lose anybody who's a focal point of your show like Kenny Omega, but this just seems like the worst timing right now to not have Kenny Omega. Yeah, I agree. This is when creative really have to step it up and, and come up with interesting stuff um, for the people that you do have there. Um, it's giving me vibes of WrestleMania 32. Remember when everybody got injured prior to WrestleMania 32? They lost Seth, they lost Cena, they lost like everybody. Um, and yeah, somebody brought up in the chat. My main concern here is Kenny Omega trying to tough it out. CJ Perry's also just went through an emergency surgery over a cut that she didn't get taken care of. Like a lot of what we don't realize is how much these wrestlers travel, how much they tough it out when they're going to something just to entertain us. And in the back end, you don't know what they're dealing with. I saw that promo last week on socials because I missed the show. And I got to tell you something. I was like, that, it, it wasn't like that's bad in like a bad way. I was like, it just doesn't seem right. Like something didn't click. And then you find out what he's going through. Regardless, I hope he gets well soon. He will be missed. Kenny Omega is a big uh, name in AEW. And he will definitely be missed. But take your time and, and just be fully recovered before he comes back. Yeah, well, Issa, to that promo uh, last week, I don't know. I, I haven't, I didn't see it on social, so I don't know if it got edited up or trimmed up for you. But if you watched it live during Dynamite, which which we did last week, um, yeah, 
it went on and went on and it they, they had the talking points they needed to hit and most notably was they needed to make the match for world's end between right. Rick, ricky and big bill versus the golden jets and like at one point i even the camera even cut and i even saw like jericho saying something almost like reminding kenny like it felt like kenny just wasn't all there with it, it, it and it it it, it and looking back now, again, I feel for the guy that he's out there having to do that and, and can only imagine how much But that's Kenny the thing. That the clip that I ran into was very heavily criticizing Kenny. And he said, he's a guy you all love. Like, this is a promo that he cut. And he was to him. It was to him because yeah. he said it went on. Yeah. It was like a minute and a half clip that I saw. But I was like, yeah, that doesn't feel like, I don't know if he was out of it, which it is what the case was. Or he, he just didn't feel like he was invested. Like, he was very distracted with something else. That's what, mm -hmm. that's the way that it came off, like, to yeah. me. Well, that was Wednesday, and then and then I guess Thursday's in the hospital, so he yeah. must have he must have been close to the breaking point of realizing that he needed to get some help. Jimmy, uh, I, I, I posed East. Obviously, this is the you know a bad really bad timing for AEW, but I guess the flip side of this is next man up. This is an opportunity for somebody to take a spot. That's that's uh, when something unfortunate like this happens. You know, I don't want to say this is the bright side, but one person's misfortune, unfortunately, is someone else's. Uh, yeah. opportunity. Let's put it that way. Let's not say it's, it, you know, uh, we have uh, the situation with, uh, with the tag team champions, uh, one half of the tag team champion MJF having to find a substitute partner. Uh, maybe we have a same situation here where Jericho ends up teaming with someone we don't expect. Mm. You know, yeah. it, it could be very interesting. Maybe him and, uh, uh, I don't know. Pick a name that's, that that would make it very interesting to see, because it doesn't look like anybody from the, the Jericho Appreciation Society over there was gonna. Uh, yeah. So join somebody, forces. somebody behind the scenes in the Busted Open world said to me the other day, "Oh, wouldn't it be great? You know, because we oh, let's bring out Paul White again. Let's have another Jericho show kind of reunion." I was like, when they had Paul White out for that street fight, he didn't. He was at the stage. And then they did backstage stuff where they can mirror it. I'm like, I don't think that Paul White's quite, I don't know if the legs are quite going to be uh, getting going down in the ring uh, as, much right. as, as much as it would be nice to. I felt that that promo from Jericho, it almost gave me, he might be going away for a little bit, but I'm still like, he wasn't very clear about what's next for him as well. And and the other thing about his promo too, Isa, if I may, uh, it, it just like you, like you said, Justin, it was genuine. You, you felt mm -hmm. it. You felt the emotion in him as well, and I think I think the everybody listening to that promo felt it as well. Yeah, so get well to Kenny. Uh, hopefully, he's back yes. at some point in 2024 and uh, can can still perform at the level that he and, is known and, to do. And that's one of the old school things. I, I hope they get that out of their mentality. Is oh, I have to rush back. Yeah, take make sure you're 100 yeah. percent before you. Well, and and and, and obviously today's wrestlers are far more mature and educated in a lot of ways than the generations prior to them in terms of, you know, if you don't work, you're not getting paid or, or here, take this, smoke this, snort this. You got to do what you got to do to get by. That's not, that's not as prevalent of the culture anymore, uh, th but right. it's also, and I, I want to give this compliment to Tony Khan. That's also, I feel like if you're an AEW, you can rest a little easier because Tony Khan mm -hmm. has proven that unless because of disciplinary issues, uh, he lets guys and girls contracts go to their full the run completely. Even if he's not using them anymore, he he pays them to to the date that right. he promised to be pay them. So, mm -hmm. I mean, Kenny, obviously Kenny Omega's an EVP, so you know Kenny Omega's not getting yeah. cut, but it still should be just a, a a point of ease of like focus on your uh, on your health, get well. You're still going to get paid mm -hmm. by by the company, so don't you know don't do anything right. stupid. 
So, exactly. all right, uh, back to in-ring action as we have more uh, of the Continental Classic. This is an interesting situation. Mark Briscoe uh, over like Rover with the crowd up against Jay Lethal. Now, both men have zero points. They are both mathematically eliminated. Uh, they, they can't. There's no way for them to advance in this Continental Classic based upon the point system. But they're having the match because it's just the round robin. Everybody in your bracket fights everybody. So, like, the match needs to be done. So, Issa, I'm, I'm, I'm torn here. And I know you're a Briscoe fan as well, so I'm tossing you first. I, I don't want to deny myself on Dynamite seeing Mark Briscoe get this TV time. And it was a very – it was a good match. And, again, the crowd was really into it. This, this Oklahoma crowd was really loud tonight, I thought. Yeah, they were. Uh, Briscoe gets a win to the driver. So, it's nice to see Mark Briscoe get a win. To their credit, commentary is also noting – this match is still important to these guys because they want us. You still want to try to set a tone going into 2024. You want to try to get a win after having several losses. So I feel like there's all this done to try to justify the match. But at the same point, I can't part of me can't help but go. You're giving me a match where you tell me it's part of the tournament, but neither man can advance in the tournament. They're both eliminated. I kind of think like sports wise, when you get to this point and like late in the season, in the regular season, when neither team can make the playoffs, you flex the schedule. You move a game and you move it. Put this on the pre-show, film it for social media, and tell me to watch it on social media. I don't. I feel like you could have used this time on Dynamite for something else that is going to advance. Nothing's going to advance here. They're both eliminated from the tournament. I don't know. I'm torn. No, I feel the same way because I, I was doing my regular watch along as I always do, and I say, hey, if I'm there and I'm working there, I'll be like, I'm not wrestling this match. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, why would you? But I, I will say, to give both of these performers credit, it was my favorite match of the night. I don't know if they came out there and, and, and assumed that everybody was going to be thinking, why are we watching this? So let's put on a show because they turned it around. I went into it making fun of like, calling it the Cero Puntos match, and it ended up like really turning things around. I was happy to see Mark Briscoe getting the win because I thought he looked incredible in this tournament. But at the same time, I get that bittersweet feeling like, damn, you couldn't do Jay Lethal like that, <laughs> like zero points, you know? But I gotta tell you, it was my favorite match of the night. Ooh. But I agree with you; it was very, it was very pointless. All right, Jimmy, where 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 does this stand with you? I, I I kind of agree with that. I hate to sound like Captain Agreeable, but it it, it did make really no sense. It's, and sometimes the announcers are there to help you um, put pieces together, so to speak. And I don't recall anybody mentioning that. Look. Obviously, neither of these guys, either uh, Briscoe or um, or Lethal, have any points in this match. They have no chance of going further in the tournament, and they have both have zero points. But to them, it'd be even more embarrassing to end their time in this tournament with zero points. So, it's it's this match is important to both men not to go. Uh, to go winless or something along those lines. If you, if you understand the point I'm trying to make, yeah. make, give it a reason, uh, which, you know, it, in hindsight, when you look at it with both men with zero points, there really was no reason to it other than look here are guys that have great chemistry going to have a hell of a match, which they did. But at the same time, at least in commentary, they could have covered up in that sort of fashion say, look, neither one of these guys want to go through this entire tournament winless or something along those lines. Right. Yeah. That's a good point. Uh, so, I mean, I guess we could at least say Mark Briscoe should have some momentum now going uh, into whatever's next for him. Uh, I did. I, I also thought, too, this was kind of nice by commentary, noting how, um, again, kind of a, trying to justify a little bit of his performance in the tournament. 
having zero points going into this match that he that he that they're saying that Mark Briscoe has noted how this is kind of his rookie year as a singles wrestler, which is true because he's mm-hmm. been attacked. So I thought that was an interesting spin of like yeah. he's he's going from tag team, he's going, he's learning how to f- not have anybody there to tag. He's doing it, you know, singles run in honor of his, his brother. So uh, I'm I'm here for more Mark Briscoe, and I want to see what 2024 holds for him. Again, the crowd was very much behind him. I just as they both came out and were, were being told zero points, <laughs> both Cero puntos. Yeah, I was just like, huh, I don't know. I was like, if this determining who is the number one and number two loser of the tournament, like I couldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't wrestle it. Okay, I would have been like, yeah, I'm not going out there. Yeah. That's a, that would make a good storyline, you know. Like, why would I? Why would I go out there? But Tony Khan doesn't believe in that. You go out, and you, put <laughs> on a, you go out, you put on a great wrestling match. We had a great match, great night, great crowd. Yeah, but imagine somebody yeah. starting a, a gimmick where they're just like, "I'm not wrestling just to wrestle." Wasn't it for me? Otherwise, I'm not doing it. That would be great. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um... <laughs> Here we go. We get into our big promo of the night and ring. Samoa Joe comes out and says how last week he had the right questions, but he was asking the wrong people. He begins to note how MJF's attack by you know, being attacked by the devil seems questionable. You know, we didn't actually see him be attacked. We just saw him laying there. MJF comes out and says Samoa Joe hasn't been protecting him as Samoa Joe promised he would. MJF notes <laughs> how the goons surrounded the ring a few weeks ago uh, around Joe and they didn't even touch Joe. Uh, he wants to go ahead and just finish Joe now. He rips off the shirt, rips off the belt. He's ready to go right then and there. And then here comes some of the masked men. Uh, at first, Joe and MJF uh, just make easy work of the first you know, round of henchmen. And then here comes the bigger in stature uh, masked men. They come out of the crowd. They surround the ring. There was Lights like 80 up. of them, Lavar. There was. This, this, is turned into, this is turning into a retribution kind of situation. There is you can't They're keep count. reproducing like freaking gremlins. Somebody's like getting them wet or something. So the bigger ones surround the ring. Lights go out. We see a clip of the devil on the screen. Then we see text on the screen. Basically challenging Joe and uh, MJF for the ROH tag titles next week on Dynamite, to which Joe accepts. So, again, we all kind of agree. We think, then God, this should just conclude by World's End. Um, last time we were going to we were going to get a tag match these guys saw attacks happening backstage and, 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 and so the match never happened. Uh, Jimmy, where are you at this point with this entire devil situation? And there is more to come backstage with Max, but we'll get to it in a little bit after the segment though. Where are you at here? After the segment, still looking forward to the big reveal. I want to see who it is finally to get it over with because, uh, as much as I'm one of those people who love stories, taking their time to be told, sometimes you can take too long and get people uninterested. And I'm starting to go the other way with it now. Okay. I'm, I am curious to see who the devil is, but it's about time for the reveal. Let's do it. Yeah. Lisa. Yeah. I just want to know who it is. And the way that there was like 10 of them, like 20 of them out there today, it's just getting to be a bit too much. All right, and I why will, are they going after the ring of honor tag team championship? It's a, if it's not Adam Cole, like it doesn't make any sense. Like if I'm going after NJF, I want the big belt. I don't want the toy belt. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, we'll just we'll, we'll table the devil thoughts for a moment, uh, but keep it in your mind. I will. We'll get back to the devil here in a few, and I will uh, ask you, who is the devil? So okay. think about that for a second. 
Uh, actually, real quick, too, while we're at this moment of MJF, uh, even though we have more of them, uh, Terry Allen Jr. is waiting patiently for the Super Chat, so I'll go ahead and bring it up now, saying, will MJF's character must change if going? I think he's asking if MJF goes to WWE with the character change, and I, Terry, I don't think so. Why would it? It's over. Like no. It's over. It's working, and like I, like I outlined earlier, he can keep the name and keep the, the music and keep the look. He, there's no WWE might add a few extra WWE sprinkles that they know how to do, but for the most right. part, I think it'll be it'll be him. So yeah, they didn't change Cody and Jade is getting the same name, and I don't know what her presentation will be. We haven't seen her yet, but as far as how they have shown her, she's big strong Jade the way that she was being presented in AW. So yeah. All right, up next, uh, and I, I, if you wonder, here, here's here's some real. I'll peek the, I'll pull the curtain back. If you wonder why I'm look, I can look here. I look at the camera, and I can see my two wonderful co-hosts. I look over at this screen over here because I have my Twitter feed up, and it is just the mentions just keep just oh, can't, no. can't can't refresh fast enough from mm-hmm. this match and what I tweeted and 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 oh, Twitter's 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 a beautiful beautiful dark place. It's called X, Avar. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> whatever elon musk is fine he doesn't i'll I'll call whatever all right we get soraya versus riho with tony storm on commentary and the gimmick of this match is that the winner will be the number one contender for tony storm's title why they do who they ever beat riho wins with some double knees (laughs) post-match uh, Tony Storm's down there in the ring, uh, and Mariah May kind of makes a save. Mariah May, of course, who's like you know just following around as Tony Storm is her biggest fan and trying to earn her her way. Mariah May attacks Rio with the belt, keeping Rio from doing anything to Tony Storm. I just don't get it. I I don't I, I don't I I've missed the boat with Rio. I don't understand. I don't I don't know what her character is. She comes out, she's smiling, she's happy. She. I, nothing about her proves that I feel like that she could land any offense that's going to be believable or, or detrimental to her opponent. Quite frankly, when I and Soraya is, I, I, I've stood next to Soraya. Soraya is not like Soraya is not Rhea Ripley. She's not. No, Nyla she Rose. huge. She's, she's, just, she's but she makes guy. right. But Soraya, but Soraya delivering offense to Riho looked like Soraya was beating up a child. That's visually what yes, it looked it like. Mm-hmm. Yes, it and does. I don't and it's painful it. to watch Tony Storm try to sell for her too. I don't get it. I don't. And and, and there's a there the the Riho crowd right now is just coming after me. They and and they're, right. and they're, here's the thing. Here's the funny thing. The Riho crowd is coming after me, focusing on my tweet where I noticed or, or in my tweet I said if I have a choice between Riho or Soraya in a title match, I'm taking Soraya every time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was what I tweeted, and I tweeted just because those two had a match. So everybody, all the Riho fan base is focusing on how bad Soraya is or how whatever. And it's like nothing to do. It could be Riho versus <clears throat> pretty much pick almost any other female wrestler. <laughs> and it's I just, I don't, yeah. it has nothing. This has to do, it has nothing to do with Soraya. This has to do with Riho. I don't mm-hmm. understand. I don't think she's moving a needle. I don't mm-hmm. think she's. Yeah. And I don't, it, and, and just from the match, sorry to cut you off there, Justin, nope. but so nope. just from the match, uh, you can see that really the audience was kind of not, that into it if, if if you get my point i yes you know like you said they, there are some fans out there that that you know making a little they noise but for the most part they're just exactly. going out there and be like the winner of this match faces x champion next week yeah. that's how they and, do the women's storyline and then when you have a television match where the most entertaining part of the match is having tony storm on commentary commentary yeah 
again, the most entertaining part of the match that that speaks volumes to the to the match that's going on in the ring. I just uh, <laughs> I don't. She's not for me. She's I not don't, for me. I don't get it. I don't. I don't see the appeal. And if I was just flipping channels, I will keep going. So somebody's seeing something. I would just wish they would uh, let us see it too, because like you, you talk about character too. We don't know anything about her, and people get invested in in the person, not in. You, you can't. You th th there's no there's no defining Rio in one sentence. I at least in a positive. There's no <laughs> comes out. I smiles. was gonna say I could do it, but people are not gonna like it. Comes <laughs> out, smiles, happy to be there. Right. I like. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I just don't get. I'm sorry. And again, I mean, and like, like so. I started. So then I googled her. And I, I wanted to like try. And I googled and like whatever. And I, and again, you know, she's from Japan, and things are different in terms of the wrestling business. She start. She had, she started training like had like her first match, and she's nine. And I'm like, what the, what? Mm. I don't know. And she never grew up, apparently. No. <laughs> Some, something stunted stay, her growth. Stay the same time <laughs> ever since. <laughs> Yeah, I right, just, right. I just can't. I can't. I have a hard time believing her outfit. Right now, I'm sitting at over seventy. I'm over seventy replies to my first tweet about this rehome nonsense. Oh so no! It just keeps growing. Wow! It just keeps growing. That's I'll, what I'll, I'll do after the show. I'll pour myself a nice glass of wine and open your tweet and just read the replies. <laughs> <laughs> we'll Facetime. Cheers. I'm doing the same thing. I'm just sitting here, just having a sip, just kind of giggling along. That's all I can do. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not deleting the tweet. I ain't taking the shit down because that's I, I believe it. Again, again, when Twitter is more interesting than the actual person you're tweeting about. <laughs> oh, um, in my stream, I think we uh, we started talking about my favorite Christmas song, which is obviously the classic uh, "Dick in a Box," and then I played it for some people in the stream that didn't know what the song was. That's what we were talking about oh. during this match. That should tell you mm -hmm. something. Uh, Rio, Rio <laughs> also, Christmas classic. Riho wow. can thank me because I, I definitely increased her her the amount of people typing her name tonight on Twitter. Mm -hmm. <laughs> there you go. All right, Tony Schiavone reads a note from Christian Cage, where basically it notes that uh, Christian took his, his son Nick Cage on a well-deserved vacation. Christian Cage will return this Saturday to Collision to address Adam Copeland's challenge. I believe it's a challenge for another match at Worlds. And so, uh, Jimmy, uh, kind of fun here. Nice little take. I guess Christian's not yeah. legit, not there. So a nice little way to have Tony Schiavone in Christian's voice, read a promo uh, and also promote his appearance this Saturday. Uh, any, any takeaways to this at all? No, it's just, it's, it's typical Christian stuff. And it, and it worked. The crowd bought into it. They didn't like what they were hearing. And uh, you know, and it furthers another storyline that people are very much into because there is a history there. So I, 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 I thought it was a fun little segment. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Issa, I don't, because uh, uh, we, we, we've kind of missed each other in recent weeks. I don't even know if you and I got to talk since Adam Copeland and Christian Cage had their match, but uh, where are you right now with this this uh, feud between these two legends? I didn't watch last week. I hated the ending of their match. Hated it. Okay. I liked the match. Hated the ending. So I want to see what kind of reset we do here moving forward. Anything with Christian Cage, I'm always looking forward to every week. As much as I didn't like the ending of that match, it didn't turn me off from enjoying, you know, what he's doing. So I want to see what he does next. I'm not sure if he had a segment last week, but um, I, I want to see where this goes. 
Uh, Bernie in D.C. Uh, Bernie, big caps one tonight, so I know you're, <laughs> I know you're, you're a fan of that. Uh, Bernie says, need a pick of Christian and Nick Wayne on a roller coaster with the wish you were here postcard. No, well, that, Bernie, but we also need like confirmation that Christian's on vacation with Nick Wayne and Nick Wayne's mom. All right? That's the that's the right. that's what that's we need. That's the that's tea. <laughs> that's the picture we need. All right. Mm-hmm. All right, up next, uh this might have been the most interesting segment of the night. It was all done backstage, which that's a, that's a choice, but I don't always hate that because sometimes that's got a lot of benefits, you know, certain uh you know, control the situation. MJF and Samoa Joe continuing to kind of have their argument that they had in the ring. And then we see them kind of break apart. MJF storms down the hall. He stops. He sees a black mask, you know, similar to the ones that these henchmen are wearing. He sees it on the ground, and it's on the ground right in front of the Mogul Embassy locker room, to which he bangs the door down, puts his hands on Nana, and then uh, uh, Swerve Strickland comes out, saves Prince Nana. And then Swerve and MJF proceed to have several minutes of a face-to-face, almost nose-to-nose. And uh, basically, you know, again, I won't go verbatim. I don't everything that benefits anybody that wants to do that. But basically, the highlights here are, uh, Swerve accuses MJF of, of avoiding him. MJF says, we're on different levels. Does recall the fact these two used to be riding buddies in, in the independent scene back in the day, so they know each other well before AEW. Swerve says, yeah, you're a great chauffeur for me. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, Swerve then warns MJF, you, know, you keep putting my name in your mouth and you keep coming around with accusations. Just watch what's going to happen. MJF uh, thinks it makes sense and gives his reasons why Swerve could be the devil. And Swerve says, I'm not the devil you're looking for, but basically, you know, I'll, I'll be coming for you if you still have the title. So uh, I gave I gave the highlights. That's what we do. I don't we're not going to go down into the word for word verbatim if you. But I do say to anybody who did not watch Dynamite and they look to us for uh, you know, the cliff notes. This is a segment. Go find it. Yeah, because Issa, I felt. The energy here, Swerve certainly is rising. He's, I think he's going to win the Continental Classic. I think he's being positioned as the next big guy oh, yeah. to challenge the title. So I felt something here, but this is also relevant to our conversation we had earlier. This felt like we're doing this because once we get past World's End and we get into 2024, this is a feud that we're going to try to make money off of. So this mm-hmm. would then lend it to the argument of, MJF is locked down and remaining with AEW. Uh, so a lot, right. just I tossed at you. What did you take from this? I love this segment. Um, every once in a while, AEW will like pull this off where there's a, a little conversation between people backstage and you realize that they barely interacted and it's a match that we haven't gotten. And maybe they'll book a story like here, just with the tease tonight. This might be a story. This might be a long-term thing. Um, I love that Swerve pointed out, like, you do tryouts, you know, I, I signed mm. contracts. Like, I thought Swerve had a lot of really good lines in there. Um, at one point, he said, you know, the last, what they say, the last world champion I faced, I left him hanging from a chain in the ring. Like, Swerve has been waiting for this Yeah, the, the, la- the, last per- the last person that got in his face, which was Hangman. He was telling MJF, cool down, the last person. Yeah, but he face. mentioned him being a world champion as well. Yeah. Which is funny, mm-hmm. like, you know, like a former AW world champion. Um, but yeah, I thought Swerve was incredible here. He's grown on me a lot, and it's good to see because NJF has been here since day one. Sometimes it's very hard to think back and, and see who do I want to see NJF face next. He's Sometimes you feel like he's done it all, but he hasn't. And there's still some good opponents out there for him. I just hope that they book the story the right way but yeah i love this segment and i will say go back and watch it this is one that i will tell everybody go back and watch it it was good stuff 
Uh, Jimmy, do you want to see an MJF first swerve match? And does this kind of in wrestling lingo and wrestling booking, does this kind of confirm that Tony Khan either has MJF locked down or Tony Khan strongly believes he's got MJF re-signing? I, I, I think he's locked down pretty much, and especially considering you've planted a major seed again here yeah. in this. And, and, and one of the things you did do in this planting of the seed is you talked about their history you know, we've already know that he has a history right now with Samoa Joe. You know, uh, Wardlow, we saw, you know, talking about uh, his issues with MJF. But now we saw Swerve come out and show some personality as well. And as I keep saying every week on this show, people get invested in the character as well as what they do in the ring. And it, the more you show them from a character standpoint that they can get invested in, the more they get behind you. And Swerve showed a lot in this interaction with, with MJF. He hung with them. Yeah. And MJF is, let's, let's put it this way, one of the best talkers out there right now. Yeah. And part of, part of MJF's stick is he's going he's gonna to condescend you. At one point, after yes. Swerve gave his first you know, bit of verbal fire, MJF, ooh, you're working on your monologue, bud. Really good. You know, like, I mean, so you have, and that's a tough thing to battle. And he keep called him kid. When he called, called him, him kid. kid, I popped. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wayne says, can we note that Justin feels it's swerve time? Swerve will be facing Keith Lee again by the end of February. I don't think, I, I, I think, I think, I think they found they have something here with Swerve. Um, mm -hmm. and I don't think that that's going to be the case they, there, Wayne, but we'll, we'll they see. do have something with Swerve here. Uh, hopefully, right. as as I've said before, they use this term. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't get Wardlowed. Let's put it that way. Hi, Jimmy. Well, speaking of Wardlow, mm -hmm. let me ask you <laughs> it guys. Still hurts. It still hurts. We're probably what ten days out from when we're going to get the reveal. Who is the damn devil? Who is it? I don't need to know who all the henchmen are. Right. Who's who's the ringleader? I don't I don't give it I don't give a shit if Marco Stunt got, came back and got a job being dressed as a, as a henchman on stilts. Who's the devil? Who's the ringleader here? To be honest with you, like I thought it, it's got to be someone that makes people go I didn't expect that because you know, uh I think it was it last week where I kind of suggested that what if it were somebody like Samoa Joe to, just to throw a little monkey wrench into everything. But now uh, after tonight, what if it is someone like Wardlow? Wardlow makes the most sense to me because yeah. we, there's been the threat of he wants MJF. He's going to get MJF. It's a little backwards. Like Wardlow's character is not the style to need to hide behind a mask. But it, but that's also something that I could see Tony Khan not even really factoring in. Because I Tony mean, Khan... neither was MJF, and they hadn't come back under the mask. Yeah, you know? <laughs> Wardlow, Wardlow to me makes the most sense, and, and 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 no, I do not have any insider information. That is not me at all. I, I don't know. I have not talked to Wardlow about this, the devil mask. Uh, I have it's no idea. Jack but... Perry. It's Jack Perry. Oh my Perry. god. Oh, no. Wardlow <laughs> makes the, Wardlow makes the most sense. Joe also makes a little bit of sense because Joe wants to do anything to get this world title, and he already lost MJF once, so it's like maybe this is him pulling all the stops. Swerve, maybe, but they wouldn't have done this big accu. They wouldn't have done the big confrontational swerve if that was going to be because they they would want to blindside you with that. So, and then as of today, several WWE talent who got released ninety days ago are free are game. available. Mm -hmm. But so I mean, if you're going for shock factor, there's that. But but what if it, especially after tonight, since we got the terrible news about Kenny Omega, what if it ends up being Jericho? 
that's an audible. I guess they could call Jimmy. You're right. That's Just, I mean, that's an audible. It's a backup plan. Let's, yeah, yeah, it's a backup plan. Right, right, right. Um, I hadn't even thought about Jericho. Yeah, I guess that's if, if... guys set your expectations to the worst of the worst. That All right, way all right. Not disappointed or pleasantly surprised. That's the secret. Isa, I'm I'm yes. gonna give you I'm gonna give you the floor. Uh-huh. What is the worst possible situation? Will or Yura. Will or Yura is the devil. Oh. <laughs> That's it. <clears throat> That's the worst. Will or Yura is the worst. Wow. Yeah, one thousand percent. Okay. All right. All right. Floor's yours. <laughs> no. Give me the best. Warlow. We know I like. You know I have a thing for Warlow. So Warlow will be the best. The best will be... No, no, no. In all seriousness, I told you my expectation is MJF is behind the whole thing. And he's going back to his old heel ways. All right. Um... Are we together? Actually, I'm not with you guys next Wednesday, so I don't know who's with. No, we're not here next Wednesday. We're not here as well. All right, all right. right, So we'll all right. So we'll do this now. Yeah, actually, I guess programming note, everybody. Rest of the taking next week off. There's no podcast next week. They're they're being nice. I didn't know how we go for you guys. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know that's public information, but screw it. I just made it public. What are they gonna do? Fire me? I said. I said it. So no, I think me and Glenn talked about it yesterday. Okay. All right. So let's just do this then. Uh, yes or no? Is MJF gonna retain the title at World's End? I think I think if there's a time to take it off and get people guessing, especially with this, is he going to sign? That would be the time to uh, relieve him of the AEW championship and make people go, ooh, because I think that would get generate more speculation as opposed to the old, oh, is he going to take the title with him and drop it in the garbage kind of thing? Uh, nobody, yeah, nobody's saying. I don't that. think so. I don't think yeah. he. I don't. I think that when I think MJF's reign has gotten to a point that it needs to be taken out by somebody that's really like a swerve. Not I'm yeah. nothing on Samoa Joe, but I don't think Samoa Joe should be the one right now. Pri- prior to tonight, I agree completely with Jimmy. Have MJF lose, you're gonna again lean into this speculate, and this is all again right. on the assumption that you have MJF resigned. You can lean into the whole. Oh my God, MJF's gone. He's gone. He's he's gone. He's gone. You can give him a little bit of time off to rest his body. I know he's dealing with some injuries. Um, and then he can resurface when you, when AEW doesn't ex- AEW fans don't expect it, which makes it a big deal. And it's going to make his re-signing that much more of a big deal when he pops back up three, four, five months down the road. Hmm. That's what I thought before tonight. But then tonight, they went ahead and gave us this awesomeness between he and Swerve. So now I'm like, if December 30th, World's End comes and goes... And MJF loses that title at World's End to Joe, to the Devil, to Riho, whatever. If he loses that world title, at 12, if he it, it, because you just gave me this tease of MJF and Swerve, if MJF drops that title in his hometown on December thirtieth, I am very strongly going to think, oh shit, he really is a free agent. Because we had to pull the title off of him to see what he's going to do contractually. You know, like if you if you just tease him and Swerve, that makes me think, oh, him and Swerve is a done deal. It's going to happen in February or in March or whatever. So if they did that tonight, but then they also have MJF then lose the title, that tells me they have to have him lose the title because they contractually have to because they don't have him under contract two days later. And they're going to hope, they're going to hope that he resigns and they'll pick right back up with the Swerve stuff that they just planted a seed for. That's right. what this tells me. So if he loses that title in 1230, 
Whew. Tune in the next day on Busted Open because I'm I'm gonna be yeah. Nostradamus it all day. Wait, can you? I, I'm, I'm calling in. I'm calling in. Well, I'll, 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 I will give you the fast pass hotline. You don't have to wait with the with everybody else. You can get right to the front of the line. J- Jimmy Jimmy knows he has that now too. All right, uh, we got two matches left here. Let's uh, let's do it. Roderick Strong up against Commander. No reason for this match. Why? I, I don't know. Why? It's, it's not. It's not. There's no reason for this match. There's no. no I, don't I love know. that you said it before. I couldn't even get my why out. Well, I, I mean, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Did Commander steal Roderick Strong's lunch money? Did he? Did he? Did he? Did he? Did he, did he hurt his neck? There's no. I don't know why. But we had a match, competitive match. It is what it is. Roddy's very fun, entertaining. Now he wins with his finisher, puts the neck brace back on. <laughs> has a post-match promo where he says that all the signs point towards MJF as the devil. Roddy says it's obvious that MJF is the devil, and that and that's that. Uh, Issa, again, and the whole devil's and the whole devil conversation. Where does Roderick Strong and company fit into this? Are they henchmen? Are they the devil? Are I thought they... in the beginning when there was only when there was only three of them because of the Kyle O'Reilly like uh, henchmen. I thought that could be a possibility, but I don't know anymore. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with Roddy. I just know he's entertaining, but this match was so unnecessary. All right. It was uh, good, though. It was, it was a good match. No, it was a good match. There's nothing wrong with the match. See, and that's the problem here that I'm having, at least sometimes with the television program. It's not the in-ring work. People are saying, oh, you just... No, the in-ring work is fine. Most of the time, it's right. just that there isn't a reason for it. Give me reasons. That's what gets me invested. Okay. I agree. I see right. somebody saying Roddy called out Commander out on Saturday on Collision. See, yeah, they the, need to make that clear because no, nobody nobody knows that. Did they, did they, did they even show a, a little video clip of it? So, so that no, but I will give watch. them a shout out. On the video package that they did showing what's going on with the blue bracket tournament, they have kept us up to date with what's going on on the other side of the tournament. So at least they are doing that. No, that's fine. But like if, like you said, give me a reason to want to watch this match. Show right. that little clip from from uh, from Saturday night, which doesn't get the viewership that Wednesday night does. So that people watching on Wednesday night go, ah, okay, this is why this is happening. Yeah, not at all. They they were in a collision was in Erie a few weeks ago, and it looked bad on TV. And then I actually talked to somebody today who works in Erie, Pennsylvania, and uh, has connections with the all the different buildings and venues and and what have you. And they they said to me that it was two thousand people there, seventeen hundred paid, uh, which <laughs> not the best. Uh, all right, main event time. More Continental Classic. Jay White with nine points. John Moxley with twelve points. Jay White is going to win this against John Moxley. I did not see that coming. So now we end Dynamite tonight. We are at a three-way tie on the gold bracket, I believe. Three-way tie with 12 points. John Moxley, Jay White, and Swerve Strickland. And mind you, this thing has to wrap up. This thing is supposed to wrap up at World's End. So um, we're coming down here to the... Next week. Yeah, coming down to the wire here. Uh, John Moxley, Jay White, and Swerve Strickland. Uh, Issa, again, I stand by this. Uh, my my fun busted open co-host Jonathan Hood calls this entire tournament the Brian Danielson Invitational. This whole tournament was for, <laughs> for Brian, who I never got to do the, never got to do the 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 G one. Uh, I agree with that, but I think this is Swerve Strickland's tournament to win. I think Swerve is going to beat Jay White and John Moxley and come out wow. as, as the representative of the gold side. What say you? Yeah, um, I think I think Jay White is going to take the pin next week. 
But I think it could go either way. I am rooting for Swerve, but I just like they they always have Moxley win one way or another. So I also don't bet against Moxley. This match was fun. I wasn't expecting the outcome. The win kind of came out of nowhere. We were running out of time. Like it had all of the drama, all the stress, all of the everything. I thought it was very well done. I just I really wasn't expecting JY to walk away with the mm-hmm. win here and ended up making this tournament a lot more interesting towards the end here than I than I would have given it credit at the beginning. Like I said, the the blue bracket is a mess. You can't tell who's winning like anytime soon. And now the the gold bracket, we have a three-way tie. So I, I do think they ended up doing a good job with um with how this is all paying off. But I'm I'm rooting for Swerve. I hope that Swerve wins, but I don't bet against Mox either. Jimmy, three-way tie on the gold side. Right. John Moxley, Jay White, Swerve Strickland. Who is going to the finals on the for the gold side? The, it makes sense for someone like Swerve because there is a lot of upside in Swerve right now. Moxley, even if he doesn't come out of this uh, tournament as the representative for the gold side, it doesn't matter. He's not going to lose any of the steam and momentum that he has. Uh, Jay White, with that audience, they've bought into him. So he's he, he's basically couldn't be hurt by a loss in this situation, especially in a three-way match where you can, whoever takes the pin can take it and not lose any steam. Right. Yeah. You know, so, so it makes a lot of sense for someone like a, a swerve to be the one to come out of this and be the one who is elevated because it, especially after that interaction with MJF tonight, it makes it feel like he's That's, the guy they need to move forward with. That's exactly it. They just tease that Swerve is the guy that's going to now, once MJF gets past his, that's the thing. We don't know who the devil is. If the devil's Wardlow or somebody, well, then you also have Wardlow setting the sights on MJF. But mm. they, they tease Swerve wanting to get some from MJF. So that so if Swerve wins this tournament, they never gave us, I mean, that would make this tournament matter. That we had, this tournament has been occupying so much of their TV show for the last month. So if the winner of the tournament then gets a shot at MJF, that would make a lot of sense. That would make this tournament you know, make sense. So, uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. Uh, I think Swerve as well. Uh, I think Swerve versus Brian Danielson is your finals uh, at World's End, and Brian Danielson does the J-O-B mm. to Swerve Strickland. That was your Dynamite tonight from Oklahoma City, uh, Oklahoma. City, Oklahoma. Uh, also worth noting on that main event, uh, Oklahoma's uh, favorite, uh, Jim Ross, on the commentary desk. Yes. Great to hear good old JR. Yeah. Uh, he, he, of course, Absolutely. dealt with a lot of health issues earlier this year, so nice to see him. He looked good from what they showed us mm-hmm. on camera. Mm-hmm. So good to see him. So that's that for Dynamite tonight. Of course, uh, again, this is the last you will hear of this crew in 2023 because we are off mm-hmm. next week. Um, so a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun is going to happen in the next 10 days in the AEW world. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, of course, day one, January 1, WWE's kicking it off with a big Monday Night Raw. So make sure you're here for that for us on the podcast there. And as I mentioned, uh, New Year's Eve day, December 31st, I will be on Bust Open Radio for our uh, my, my now regular Sunday spot, uh, 9 a.m. to nice. noon Eastern time. So make sure you check that out. You can hear the podcast, which is a condensed version, or you can hear live on the radio, Channel 156, or via the app. That's my cheap plug. Also check out the Busties, which is earlier tonight, which I mentioned. Uh, great great lineup. Uh, Dom, Dom Mysterio, Wade Barrett, uh, Gunther, Cody Rhodes, Don Callis, Swerve Strickland, Great, great lineup. And then in addition to all that was, of course, the normal crew, Dave LaGreca, Bully Ray, Tommy Dreamer, Mark Henry, Thunder Rosa, Mickey James, myself, wow. Jay Hood, Denise Salcedo. Uh, so a lot of fun stuff's going on there. 
my Riho tweet is, and we're now in the hundreds on likes and replies. <laughs> Grab your drink, Issa. You're going to have a fun night reading all this stuff. Oh, I can't wait. Issa, give me some cheap plugs. Um, yeah, everybody can find me on NYC Demon Diva across all platforms, in Instagram, Twitter, you know, all over, especially here on YouTube. NYC Demon Diva. I do watch alongs, also Lucha Libre Online for all my interview and my work with WWC. We do have Dolph Ziggler having his first post WWE match here. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Matt Cardona is going to be at that show as well. That's our show in January. It's called Euphoria. You'll be able to get on pay per view. Anyways, find me on socials and subscribe to my YouTube. Give us no, give us more details. What's going on? So that Dolph's first yeah. match is down there in Puerto Rico. Give us the details. Yeah. Um, he's going to face Ray Gonzalez, which is the OG GOAT here. Um, that's going to be fun. His brother is coming as well. I'm not sure what his match is, and so is uh, Chris Hero going to be here, I believe. There's a couple of um, – they're bringing a couple of outside talent. But I'm excited to see Matt Cardona because he's, you know, the king of the indies, but he hasn't touched this territory. So I'm ready to see what he does over here. Very nice. cool, very cool. Uh, yeah, check out Issa. She's doing uh, all of her things from her watch-alongs to uh, the ring announcements. Also, all, all very – I do everything. Very... I know. I'm, I'm, the world. I'm proud of you. I love mm-hmm. it. I love it. Uh, Jimmy Corderas, uh, cheap plugs, final thoughts. Well, final thoughts. Uh, I'm going to make one little critique. Uh, I, I wish that they would be a little bit different with the tournament matches, every match having so much going on outside the ring. And yes, I get the announcers were trying to cover up by saying the referees are trying to be lenient and give them a little leeway when they're outside. But if every match is like that, then it means nothing. And then, then you go into a, a match later on where you tease the count out where Mox just beats the count. And anyways, but other than that, uh, uh, it, again, the in-ring stuff was pretty good. They did, they furthered some stories, which now make me go, hmm, I'd like to see that. And uh, that's what you want. And it, it was, uh, for me, you know, obviously here on Monday nights and Wednesday nights, uh, Wednesdays with this crew, which I like, uh, next week, obviously, we're taking a little Christmas slash New Year's break. So, um, and I'm also taking a little break from my ref and rants. I know uh, I usually do it from uh, Mondays to Wednesdays, but until I'm off, taking a little hiatus until the 2024 uh, starts. And then it, back in 2024 with a lot of PNV, I'll be back uh, raring and ready to go. With a lot of what? PNV? Yeah. Back in the old days, you know, you couldn't say piss and vinegar on television. Apparently oh. you can say a lot more, but now it's, you know, it's PNV. Uh, I guess. That's funny. <laughs> My show. You said people? P. I, I was like, did you mean like POV, like point of view? Like I didn't know what you were. Yeah, POV. <laughs> Piss and vinegar. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. That's an old school saying. It's kind of like me hearing the crowd going yeet yeet, and I'm going, what is yeet? <laughs> Jimmy, I've known you for over a decade. I've never really seen you fired up with piss and vinegar, so I don't know. I can't. Yeah. It's it's a non-Canadian thing. What can I do? I think PMV is more likely than him saying yeet. I will say that. Now I've <laughs> seen now I've seen Issa. I've seen Issa full of PNV before. <laughs> like I've seen her. I, I've seen I've seen her get so mad she starts speaking lang- a language I can't understand. I'm like, well, I, I start speaking in tongues. If I start yeah. if I start cursing in Spanish, you know it's over. <laughs> I don't. I just, I just I just order another round or walk oh. away. I can't. Well, even yeah. If I if, if I break out the Greek, look out. <laughs> 
All right, Dimitri. Yeah. All right, that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna do it for this crew. We are past our bedtimes. Uh, oh, oh, the, 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 the replies keep on coming. Keep on. Oh, I love it. I can't keep wait. I'm gonna coming. I'm gonna scroll through. That's gonna be my entertainment of the night. Apparently, because I don't because I don't get Rio. Apparently, I'm racist. Oh, oh no! Oh no! Oh my goodness! <laughs> Oh, God. Listen, let's end on a positive note. I want to wish you guys and everybody that ever watches or hang out in the chat happy holidays, happy new year. Yes. We're not going to be here next week to say it. So yeah. I love both of you. I look forward to this every Wednesday and I look forward to hanging out with everybody in the chat. So Merry Christmas, happy holidays, happy new year to everybody. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. and I, I think that's a great way to end it, Issa. And uh, I know, and um, we uh, unfortunately, we don't get to always uh, reply or acknowledge every single one of you. But I know between the chat, between uh, social media comments, that uh, the, a lot of you that watch this podcast regularly, uh, it's uh, very it's very moving, the amount of people that you know note how important this podcast is. And importance is relative, but importance is for everybody, whether it's, hey, I got a long commute you know, to my job and this just helps make the community better. That's great for you. Or if it's something like even more serious where it's like, Hey, I'm dealing with dark days and depression. And this is something that like, I look forward to. It's like a happy hour that I can, whatever it is, it, you're, you're no more or less important than anybody else. It's, it's important to you. And that's what matters. That's awesome that we can um, uh, be part of your life. And you guys, uh, you know, subscribe and listen. And this of course podcast is free to listen to, which is very important. I'm a big believer of this it needs to be free for everybody to access. So, um, so that's awesome. So thanks to everybody. It's been a great 2023. This is the last for us on the Wednesday night crew here in 2023. It's been a great 2023 looking forward to 2024. And again, it's going to be a wild wrestling year. So come along on the ride with that. Uh, thanks to Ricky's, uh, Z who I see saying some nice things, Bernie DC. We have a lot of regulars that are in the chat that are always very supportive. Uh, they are an extended yes. part of this wrestling Inc. family. Thanks to all of you who, uh, watch on demand. Whenever you do, who you listen on demand, whatever you do, like subscribe, comment, tell a friend, let that be a stocking stuffer. Tell a friend about a nice wrestling podcast that they can get entertainment. Oh, your of. Christmas card, right at the yes. bottom. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, but P.S. Watch Wednesday Night Wrestling. Inc. Watch all of wrestling. Inc. There, there is something. I mean, look, just in this three, this in this Hollywood Squares trio right here. There's yes. something for everybody. You got a former WWE referee who can present logic and, and perspective that nobody else can. You have a spicy. Uh, non-stop climbing the charts of, of engagement and Issa who always is putting out content who's going to make you feel something strongly one way or the other uh no matter what and, and then I'm here and I'm and I'm and I'm and I'm, and I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm not here for a long the time probable pros. Yeah, come on yeah. come on Laura. No, you know I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't not even touch YouTube if it wasn't for you so thank you you're welcome you're welcome uh so seriously thanks to everybody that's been part of this ride with us yes. in 2023 looking forward to 2024 be good. Have a Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Whatever it is you're celebrating, just have a happy holiday. Be safe. Love each other. And we'll talk to you in 2024. Absolutely.